It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's recovered from last night. Welcome into another edition of the DNBI Rams podcast presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNBR to take advantage of their deals. Man, that was a tough one, tough way to start the road trip for CSU in the Mountain West. Go 0-2 on this two-game road trip after falling to Utah State. CSU falls 65-58 to Boise State last night. Mountain West is going to be as tough as everybody has, has been saying, that's for sure. You know, I, I think the, the big theme of this podcast is going to be that the sky is not falling, that they've lost to two good teams, that, you know, what you saw over those first 13 games, that's not a mirage, though there are some trends of late that are concerning. We're going to talk about the things that need to improve as well. But the main thing is that this is not a bad loss by any means. Boise State had certainly not really lived up to expectations before last night. They were a team that was picked second in the league, mostly because, you know, Tyson Degenhart, Max Rice come back. They add some nice talent via the portal, though not everybody has panned out the way they thought that, uh, the way that they thought that it would. Um, ultimately, you know, going into that building, 22 straight at home they've won now it's a tough place to play i'm not shocked that the rams lost this game by any means it was one of the things that i put in my pregame article was that this was a team you still had to take seriously they'd done a good job of avoiding the bad loss to this point they just didn't really have any signature wins and to their credit a ranked team came into their building and now they have that scalp on their resume a second straight game that csu's got Court stormed by the opposing fans, sellout crowds. Uh, I guess that's a, a tip of the cap to, you know, what CSU has already accomplished this year and kind of where they stand in the national conversation. That's a win that uh, opponents view very highly. I mean, they're they're a target at this point. But you know, we've been saying all along that the league champ was going to have multiple losses. I said last week when Kevin Lytle was on that I thought the Mountain West champ would have at least three losses. Kevin said at least four uh, after seeing the first week of league play and just how tough it is. I mean, San Diego State almost lost at San Jose State. New Mexico lost on the road to UNLV. Like, it's going to be a challenge week in and week out. I really think it would be surprising if the league champ had any less than four conference losses by the time it's all said and done, and maybe this is the year that a a five-loss team gets it done. I mean, the reality is that this is one of the better leagues in the country this season. It's a top four basketball league. I really believe that, and a lot of the metrics back it up. But that means, you know, it's 
it's going to be tough. It's it's tough to win on the road in the Mountain West when it's a one-bid league, let alone when it's projected to send four to five teams to the tourney, maybe even six, though I think, and I, I want to credit Aztec Breakdown for sharing this sentiment on Twitter, but six six bids might actually be more detrimental to the Mountain West than five just because that would probably mean so much cannibalization at the top that ultimately it would cost the the league an opportunity to get some, you know, premium bids, you know, like five, six seeds, stuff like that, even higher maybe. Anyways, all I'm saying is it's going to be a, a really tough ride. It, it doesn't get any easier from here other than really small stretches and buckle up because it won't be the last league loss of the season. I promise you that. And that doesn't mean that this team is not really good. It doesn't mean that they're not capable of winning the league, though obviously the path you know, moving forward, it just got more challenging by starting 0-2. You still got to go you know, to the pit, and you got to go to Viejas, and you got to go to Reno. And despite the fact that they're not very good, you know, a couple of border wars is always going to be a challenge. I mean, it's it's a gauntlet. But the key, I think, still comes down to finishing you know, five and three or so against the the top four. You can't get swept by any of those top teams. So the, those home games, you know, against Utah State and Boise State, it's looking like maybe more so than New Mexico. You know, they're going to be really important. It's a long season, though. That's all I'm saying. And let's kind of see what happens here with some of these other top teams as they make some of the difficult road trips as well before we completely throw in the towel and, you know, give up all hopes of, you know, winning the Mountain West and going on to have this, you know, insane NCAA tournament run. Because a week ago, you know, pr- pretty much the entire outlook was all optimism. And I just don't see why losing a, a pair of tough games on the road to quality opponents should change that. That doesn't mean it's it's not something we can't criticize. I mean, there are a lot of areas they've got to be better. And I'm going to get into, you know, all of that. Way too many turnovers again. Uh, outside shooting has been a trend that's kind of going the wrong direction of late. Um, I feel like the the offense as a whole just not has not been clicking. It hasn't been operating as smoothly. And to some extent, that's probably the the product of playing a couple of really good defenses. But also, you know, I, I've seen some hesitancy in some moments, you know, when the, the outside jumpers aren't falling, you know, the, all of a sudden guys aren't moving as much. Um, I really liked what Neek did. You know, he put it on the floor and attacked a couple of times. Wish they would have had a little bit more of that from the the roster as a whole last night. But basically, my instant reaction here is just that they lost to a desperate Boise team that is talented. Um, They're inconsistent. I still don't think they're going to be in in the top two, but I do think they are going to be in the top five, have a chance to be in the, the tournament picture there. And honestly, they they lost in a really tough venue. There's a reason that Boise State's won 22 straight at home. That's a a program that's well-coached, albeit annoying at times. They knocked down a couple more shots. They did a better job of getting to the line. They just did a good job of, frankly, taking this win. It was right there for the taking for both teams, and they kind of took it there at the end of the first half, you know, down the stretch going into halftime. I'm going to give more takeaways, but when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. 
Bax and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps allow kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, ride shares, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. I also want to talk to you guys about High Plains Strains, the premium dispensary in northeastern Colorado. They provide top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for all your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrates, and some of the best flour in the state. There are three locations in northeastern Colorado, Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. So if you're in northeastern Colorado, they're definitely the dispensary for you. Save time by ordering online at highplainstrains.com. And pick up conveniently at all of their locations, which have drive-thrus. We're living in the future, folks. Make sure you use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. A full ounce for 80, Veritas 8ths are 25, Mammoth 1 gram cartridges for 15, Exquisite Extracts 4 for 40. Again, remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into some of these takeaways, talk about the numbers a little bit, then talk about what's next for this team. I I mentioned this earlier. This is one of the things I wrote about, but three-point shooting has been a struggle of late. I feel like they've missed a lot of open jumpers. Uh, The wings especially have been struggling uh, with missing open shots. I do wonder if the numbers end up evening out. They're shooting about 30 and a half percent from deep in conference play right now. They've finished below 40% as a team in seven of the last 10 games, so it's not just a conference play issue. But when you factor in the the wonkiness of the schedule, you know, you only play three games in 21 days around Christmas break. That's hard to stay in a rhythm as a shooter, you know, when you're only playing that much. You have practice, but it's not the same. Um, and then the injuries and those guys, you know, missing time and then coming back. I, I could see where if you keep putting up good looks for the next couple of weeks, the numbers just naturally even out. These are proven shooters for the most part. Four of 16 is not going to get it done, though, on the road. It, it just isn't. 25% as a team, that's not going to get it done in a big game like this. And really, I mean, Boise wasn't great from three-point range the, themselves. CSU as a team finished 25%. Boise was 33%, 6 of 18 but three out of those six threes were hit by true freshman Andrew Meadow. He only played 22 minutes in this game, hit three massive threes. Two of them were with a hand in his face, too. That pretty much swung the game open. Credit the youngster for stepping up in a big spot and hitting some massive shots and a huge home win for Boise State. I believe the third highest ranked win in program history, uh, according to BJ Rain, Bronco Nation News. Uh, but the reality is, is the three-point shooting It's got to be more consistent. It's certainly got to be better than 25%. It's got to be better than the 30.5% that CSU is is shooting from deep in league play right now. It's such a big factor for the spacing in this offense. No, you don't have like a true seven-footer that's just going to be Shaq and Duncan on fools left and right in the paint, you know, no matter where he gets the ball. But when you are hitting those, those shots from deep, all of a sudden, it opens, you know, cutting lanes for guys like Nick Clifford. All of a sudden, you know, there's a little bit more space for guys like Isaiah to drive. 
if you're Patrick Cartier and Jill Scott, you're able to post up with a little bit more space down low. It just really opens up everything. So this isn't an element of the offense that you can afford to sacrifice. I do credit CSU that they weren't just jacking up threes left and right. Uh, they kind of put some up late when they really had no choice. But I, again, I don't think the shot selection has really been poor. And they're still hitting some really tough mid-range shots. Just seems like all of a sudden they're struggling to hit their threes uncharacteristically. They're turning the ball over. They've had 15-plus turnovers in two of the last three games. That's not something you ever expect to see. I mean, Isaiah Stevens had six turnovers in this loss. 15 points, 50% from the floor. That's typical Isaiah. Six turnovers, that's not. They just got to clean it up. They've got to clean it up altogether. Find a little bit of consistency. I do feel like the the weekend off is probably coming at the right time for this team, and we'll kind of talk about uh, what's coming up next here um, in a couple of minutes. But I don't think it's a situation where you need to make all these dramatic changes. All of a sudden, what CSU was able to do isn't going to work. It's it's just a situation where you've got to knock down the open jumpers when they're there. You got to stop blowing layups when you have an opportunity. Uh, Joel Scott's a guy that's been kind of cold on the offensive end of late. Would like to see him get back in that, you know, 12 points a game range that he was averaging in non-conference play. You don't necessarily need the 16 points you got out of Jalen Lake in the win over CU every single night. But if you could get 18 to 20 combined between Jalen Lake and Josiah Strong, I think that's a an ideal target. Really, the the three-point shooting guys you'd like to see be more of a factor moving forward, Josiah, uh, Jalen, and then Joe Palmer, who's another guy that's kind of been struggling offensively uh, of late, just missing the open shots that you know he's shown over a pretty large span now he can knock down. Contrary to the anonymous accounts on Twitter and the hot take artists, these guys aren't just cooked or something. It's, it's not like they're just done. They're getting good looks up. They've just got to execute a little bit better, and that's going to happen. It's going to happen in a 30-game season. You're not going to be perfect every night. Need to be better than they were in this one, for sure. Need to hit more shots. I, I thought the defensive effort was solid, though. You know, they, they did give up a, a few too many free throws, though. Again, some of those are coming late when you're, you know, fouling to try and stay in. Um, you got to credit Boise and Utah State for doing a better job of getting to the line. And again, that kind of comes back to what I said earlier, just with a little bit of hesitancy at time with this team when the the shots aren't falling from deep, you know, maybe a guy blows a layup, then all of a sudden he's a little hesitant to put it up. You just want to see that, that attack mindset. And I felt like Neek did a great job of that. I feel like Isaiah had moments in the second half where he kind of went into that Zay mode as well. As a team though, you can't finish with more, with more turnovers than free throw attempts. I mean, the Rams only got to the line for 10 free throw attempts. They only hit six of them. Continues to be a bit of a struggle of late. I honestly just think maybe this group needs is a is a big win to get their confidence back, and maybe that's coming next Tuesday against Air Force. The, the schedule does lighten up a little bit here over the next four games or so. But, I mean, it's not like there's going to be a, a CSU Pueblo coming up or something like that. They're going to have to take care of business. They're going to have to get back to valuing offensive possessions and not having these sloppy passes where a guy just kind of lobs it over traffic and doesn't put enough oomph behind it, and it's an easy you know, pick the other way. To CSU's credit, uh, the turnovers have not resulted in a ton of points the other way these last couple of games, which I guess is a is a testament to the, the fact that CSU's getting back on defense, which 
you know, if, if you're not giving up the pick sixes, it can be a little bit less catastrophic. But when you're also not hitting jump shots, when you're blowing layups, when you're struggling to get to the line, when you're not hitting your free throws, it all just kind of compounds. The Rams were plus three on the glass. You like to see that much better than what we saw against great Osobor and Utah State. You know, you, you want to limit the, the offensive rebounds as much as you can. I did give up 10 in this one, but only 11 second chance points. That's not too, too bad. CSU had eight second chance points themselves. Both teams only got 11 points apiece out of their respective bench units. You'd like to see a little bit more than what you've gotten from the bench out of these first two games. But that also kind of makes sense too. You know, like your first true hostile road environments to start the year. The rotation has been shaken up because you've had guys that got injured and now they're back. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's there's a lot of human nature element to this this two-game losing streak on the road. I don't think it's any reason to panic. I suppose the the cynics and the critics, the people that don't like me so much, will call me an apologist, say I'm making excuses, and maybe that's the case. I guess we'll have to see. But I just keep coming back to the, the point that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And the reality is, is that every team in this league is going to drop a couple, especially on the road. I think taking care of business at home becomes, you know, particularly important now. And hopefully you can steal one, you know, like in Reno or in, in Albuquerque or something that that would be huge. Certainly the margin for error is much thinner now. You really don't have any room for slip-ups. It just would have been nice if you could have stole one here on the road and kind of set yourself up for success, especially, you know, with a, a little bit lighter uh, of a stretch coming up in, in mid mid to late February. It's just going to be brutal. You got those trips to San Diego State and New Mexico, and they got a game against Nevada in there and Wyoming, and it's, and Utah State comes to Fort Collins. It's, it's all going to be really, really tough. Um, but the sky's not falling, guys. And what we saw this team accomplish in the non-conference slate, that's legitimate. Like, that—that that is what this team is capable of being. They've got to find their groove again offensively, but that's going to happen in a multiple-month season. I think far too often, especially the more casual college basketball fans, they just tend to kind of view things through a, a football mindset, which is, you know, the way we react to wins and losses in football because you only play once a week, it's a little bit ridiculous at times. And it, it leads to just overreactions and blowing things out of proportion. I mean, the regular season is three times longer, guys. You'll play as many road games in college basketball as you play total games in a football season. You're going to lose some. If you look at the metrics right now, it's not like CSU took a, a big free fall or anything like that. If you look at the bracketologists, though I've only seen a couple this morning, it looks like the Rams are, are being tabbed more as like a five or a six seed now, whereas they were you know, pretty firmly a, a four seed before. There's going to be ebbs and flows though, peaks and valleys, whatever you want to call it, because you know, this is still teenagers playing a game. So I, I just want to make sure we don't lose perspective, you know, act like all of this was for not, you know, give up all hope on this team going on and, and having a run because they lost to two good teams that are probably going to be in the NCAA tournament themselves. It was a missed opportunity. They need to play better. The The path to a Mountain West title got that much more challenging. All of those things are true. All I'm saying is don't be Humpty Dumpty over a 13-3 and team that really doesn't have a bad loss yet because they don't. St. Mary's at home, Boise State and Utah State on the road. They're fine. 
They are F-I-N-E, fine, so relax. All right, we're going to wrap up uh, just with a couple of thoughts on this team moving forward, but you shouldn't have to be stressed when you're buying tickets to your next big event. With Game Time, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, anything. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices uh, on everything. What's really great is you can see the view from your seat so you know exactly what you're getting into before you ever even step foot in the stadium. With their best price guarantee, they guarantee you that they will give you the best rate on the market. If you can find a seat in the same section, same row for cheaper, they'll credit you the difference up to 110%. They have last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, and with the uh, all-inclusive price up front, you don't have to worry about getting screwed by a bunch of fees at the end. So many ticketing sites these days, you know, you're like, oh, I can go to the, the Nuggets game for $22. And after they hit you with, you know, a service fee and a transaction fee and a you smiled on a Tuesday fee, that $22 ticket ends up being $40 with game time. The price you see is the price you get. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply again. Create an account, use the code DNVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price is guaranteed. Finally, get up to 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, news, and more with Fubo. Stream live TV from any device. It's the best way to watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. I'm really thankful to have Altitude back with Fubo. Uh, you can start watching immediately with the free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. It's a great way to keep up with all the teams if you're on the move, if you're traveling. You know, again, great way to make sure you always have access to altitude and all your local teams. Um, we've got a ton of college basketball action coming up. You can watch CBS Sports, FS1, all that fun stuff available through Fubo. Obviously, the NFL playoffs. Uh, it was fun to watch Red Zone on there throughout the fall. Watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, before we get out of here, just a couple of more thoughts on this team moving forward. I do think having a chance to regroup this weekend after a, a grueling uh, two-game road stretch is kind of big for this team. I hope to see a great crowd on Tuesday night. It sounds like we've got some weather coming in, insanely cold temps this weekend, and then potentially a, a bunch of snow, which would be just our luck, throw a, a wrench in things after it's been nice here for a week, of course. That's how it always works. You, know, you get the snowstorm when people have to make the trip up north. But, uh, you know, I just think it's an opportunity for the Rams to get their confidence back. Hopefully, obviously, you don't want to sleep on anybody, but... I mean, Air Force, Fresno State, those are probably the teams with the least amount of talent uh, slash athleticism in the league. You could throw Wyoming in there, but they have their moments. I like the guard play from San Jose State. I think they're going to be frisky and kind of throw a wrench in some things so their depth is not great. You know, the Rams open with three of the top six teams to begin the year, two on the road, both against sellout crowds. Both had to be both were uh, court storms, which had to be a, an exhausting process for the team. The schedule does lighten up a little bit here moving forward. You've got to take care of business. That's going to be the big key. You can't afford home losses. Uh, you can't afford to lose to teams like UNLV and Fresno State. 
And I, you know, UNLV as up and down as they've been, they probably on paper have as much talent as anybody in the conference. You saw that in their 10 point win over New Mexico last night. Just find your groove though. That's the big key. You got air force on Tuesday. Then UNLV comes to down Friday night. UNLV, that's not a matchup you can sleep on, but again, hopefully Moby's rocking. Hopefully it's the, the same type of hostile environment, but in favor of CSU that they've had to deal with these last couple of games. After that, you go to Nevada, probably going to be a sellout crowd. Then you got Wyoming on the road in San Diego State. So, I mean, again, there's never really outside of like a game or two. You don't get much of a, a relief in this league. But I still think the possibility of winning the conference is certainly on the table. As long as you win your home games, you know, steal one or two on the road, I do think you're going to have to beat. I think you got to take like two out of four on the road between UNLV, Nevada, San Diego State in the pit. And that's assuming you, you know, obviously take care of business against Wyoming and Air Force and Fresno and those types of teams. It's a marathon. That's really the only way to put it. You know, take a deep breath, get a glass of water. We got a lot of basketball to go from here. So always proud to be. I know this one stung. The losses always sting more when you have expectations and something to play for. I mean, that's kind of the double-edged sword of it all. But we'll see, you know, maybe the Rams drop out of the top 25. Maybe that's what they need to refocus and get their fire again. You know, maybe it'd be nice for them if, you know, all of a sudden Utah State and San Diego State are the hunted again. I mean, I don't think anybody's all of a sudden going to start sleeping on the Rams and like not view them as a legitimate opponent. But you never know. Sometimes you just need to regroup. Uh, The fact that this team had already been ranked for, I think, seven straight weeks. That's incredible. First time this program had ever been ranked in November. First time they'd ever experienced a loss and, and stayed ranked. They actually did that twice. Really put the the national respect uh, to the test here. If the Rams can stay at like 25 after losing this one too, that'd be really validating for how people view CSU. Also for just how they view the Mountain West as a whole, which I, I do think is going to send at least four teams. They're in a good spot to even send five teams to the big dance. Anyways, that's my two cents on it all. Uh, we're going to have some more guests on the pod this week that I think you guys are going to enjoy. Get a bunch of different perspectives talking Mountain West hoops over the next couple of months. I appreciate all you guys for continuing to support the content, the the written content, the social stuff, the live shows. It's always really, really cool to just see you know how connected this DNVR Rams community is and you know how how expansive it's become over the last couple of years. Could not do this without any of you guys. So anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to get out of here. Always proud to be a shout out to the presenting sponsors. High Plains Strains. Use that code DNVR online or in stores. Much love y'all. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she's rocking. 
rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigy. And we ain't spoken a month, but I just saw her last week. The lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions. And this is more about me and all of my self deception. I'll tell myself a lie 100 times, don't need corrections. But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson. And the peaches out from Palisade. And they sweet as mama's marmalade. And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies. My daddy played the drums. And my mama slapped that bass. And my sister sang these songs. Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet. Like a middle school slow dance. No one knew how to lead. But I'm still thankful for these days. They put a smile on.